Welcome to another episode of It's Server Time. It's been too long. It's been a month and 14 days since the last episode. And we're back. We are back to talk about the RMR. Turns out it's kind of actually hard to do a podcast regularly when you're working crazy hours and flying constantly. So I get why a lot of talent in this space don't do it anymore. But that has not stopped us today because we have a lot to talk about. The RMRs are underway and there's a lot to celebrate. I'm wearing a jersey of a team that is probably going to celebrate tonight. I know that there is some sort of, uh, you know, there's some contention with talent that are a little too biased, <laughs> James Banks and Navi. <clears throat> but there is, um, there, I'll say this, I'll say this. I didn't, I didn't get, I, I just, I was just given this jersey in the hallway by Crimbo. And uh, honestly, I'm just going to put it on because that's just such a kind gesture. So as always, though, we are, we have Mix, we have Note, we have Pernogo. And uh, yeah, guys, I mean, honestly, this is, it's been a while, but I think there's been a lot to break down, but we're going to keep this one relatively short. I, I think we can have a, oh, nice, what, nice one. Don't note. worry, I that's got not, this too. Yeah, NA, NA lives on. Um, you know what? What's funny is, and now I can just BM. Now I can be shameless about this. Now I can be an <laughs> asshole. What I, I, my team, my team made it to the legend stage. Where did Bad News Bears? <laughs> yeah, where did Bad News Bears finish? No. <laughs> hey, they're in Europe for six weeks. It'll be good for them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Not bad. So it'll be good for them. But listening to ZQK and Showtime in 2022, oh, that was that was a bit rough. In 2022, well, that is true. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's rough. But um. Uh, yeah, Pernogo, how you been doing? Pretty great. Yeah, it's been uh, fun watching Counter-Strike. We got, obviously, plenty of events back-to-back -back at this point. ESL running most of the circuit, but PGL coming out. Innovative new HUD for the first little bit. Uh, not, not to, obviously you're working the event. I can't, I can't hammer in, in you, as much as I you would can like. say whatever you want. I'm not, I'm just, I just can't. All right. So stuff. basically PGL went just from, went want. from deaf yeah. audio guy to blind graphics guy with this atrociously <laughs> ridiculous Jesus. HUD that had way too little contrast between like dead player and a live player. Now, just like the last major, they've actually corrected some things after the fact props to them. They trialed it in the least relevant region, um, uh, Asia. No, obviously I'm talking about North America. They they trialed it in, in a ridiculous way where they like corrected a lot of issues for the European RMRs, but they totally like scuffed it for NA initially. I thought that was pretty funny. So I mean, we, this we, is kind of what we were hoping for though. Like we even talked about this when they did the HUD last year for the major. Is oh, yeah. this yeah. the sort of environment they should be trialing stuff like this in and the, then, yeah, like trying to refine it before the actual major. Well, yeah, honestly, and they didn't even get a chance to in the last time because obviously that was the era where ESL had taken over all of the RMRs, right? And now PGL seems to have more of a direct hand in running them. So props to them for that. And uh, at least they'll have the issues rectified for the major. So, But in all seriousness, it has been really nice to see some of the European stuff today and yesterday. And uh, even the ends of the other RMRs, I don't know if anybody here ended up catching like the Asia stuff or whatever, but some of that stuff was pretty hype. And it's always oh, nice it to see celebrations yeah. at the end of it, right? When you get a team that like obviously 9z over in na or yeah ihc from mongolia predominantly like those teams the celebrations at the end are pretty hype because you're like these guys haven't even thought about a major besides in their dreams potentially and now they're actually going so that's pretty cool yeah uh how about how about we just uh run it all the way back to the america's rmr i feel like it, there's been a lot that's gone on since our last podcast but like let's just keep it slightly more current so for the america's rmr we had uh, some of the some of the clear favorites making it through. I would say that for a lot of, I think the the most 
most likely favorites were going to be Liquid and they were going to be Furia. I don't think there's much to say about that. Like they did the best at Pro League overall. Um, and then I think beneath them, like a tier beneath them uh, was going to be Complexity. And then Complexity did well. I mean, I I don't think that like, Complexity only losing to Furia, that's, I mean, that's not a bad result whatsoever. Not dropping a map to anybody else they even face. I don't even think they looked particularly like did i don't even remember the teams looking that competitive against complexity either i don't like, think well, anyone else no, they played me. pretty yeah. well yeah yeah so what, what do you guys think of complexity uh looked better at this event but still like still struggled against furia they weren't particularly close on that and it seems like against those teams they're still a bit in their own heads and they lose a lot of like their confidence drop off and like playing like the other teams they're facing the playing teams like furia is like really big still um, but yeah, other than that, it was nice to just see them pick up like clean wins in the event. They look pretty solid on those maps. Um, Grimm and Junior seems more comfortable against those teams, and obviously you can say that like yeah, it's against weaker teams, but still, it's still good to see them like you know actually able to achieve that in some sort of zone um, against some of these teams that have looked particularly dangerous. So um, yeah, it was it was nice to see some some clean play for them. Yeah, I think for me they they kind of got over at least against some of the weaker teams. They got over the struggle of basically needing to come back from a massive deficit and then just losing narrowly. Like, that's how I see them tend to lose against a lot of the bigger teams. They'll go down, like, 7-0. They'll come back. It'll be, like, 14-14, and then they'll lose to, like, Deagles or something. And it'll yeah. be, like, 13-14. It's, it's almost always been like that for the matches that I've watched. Um, so, yeah, I think they performed basically around where I'd expect coming into this event they, for them. I just they lost say. to Fury and won. Can yeah. they just, for the love of God, just stop picking Ancient? Like, please. I'm I know. Begging I'm begging them. I'm begging them. Please stop. Please stop picking Ancient. Pick anything else. Literally anything else. I actually put a tweet out after their run here because they've picked Ancient, I think, seven times. Or they've, they've played Ancient eight times. They've lost it seven times. And out of that, I think, like, five or six of those were their first pick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just, it's absurd. Like, I get it. Sometimes they're close against, like, Navi or Gambit or whoever they've played, but it's just, at some point, you got to find a different home map if that one's not working for you, and it's like, right now it's know, not working for yeah, them. I know what their mindset is when they do that, because, like, yes. they're, 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 like, trying to target, like, another team's weak map, and obviously there's still a lot of teams that don't particularly play Ancient a lot. They don't necessarily have, like, amazing results on Ancient, but they still play it here and there, and so... They're like, oh, you know, this map's weak for them, like, we feel good on this map, like, they probably do good on it in scrims or something. And then they go into these matches and they just lose every time. And it's like, I understand the mindset they're, they're, they're playing with, but eventually you just got to understand that, like, even if they're better on, like, Inferno or Dust Tour or whatever, like, you're still just going to have, like, so much more of a chance to actually win these maps if you're not playing Ancient every single time. Sometimes I, it's I just, just on your map. I would have understood the pick a little more if they went to Europe and, like, had a week practicing against European teams who play Ancient or, like, even two weeks. But they literally flew out, like, two days before or something. So... Actually, wait, no. They were at EPL. What am I yeah, talking they about? Were, they were there. Really, it's EPL yeah. that they were picking Ancient at, where I was like, okay, why are they picking Ancient here? Uh, not for the RMR, but they were doing it at EPL, too, and I was like, what? what is this? Like, You literally flew out the day before your group started, and then you're picking Ancient against some of the best teams in your group. Uh, playing against NA teams, you're definitely not abusing you the same way that these teams will. So... Do you guys yeah, think that the know. whole JT picking Ancient thing or whatever is kind of a symptom of, I mean, I'm not, obviously the whole team is picking Ancient, but what I mean by singling out JT is that it does feel like there's a, 
a bias towards a tactical play style where they are, they're trying to be the better team in a holistic sense and not just like playing to their own strengths. And, you know, over in other esports, you've seen this kind of thinking before where there's like a global meta and we got to play to it. But there's also something to be said for playing to what you individually can do and, and playing for your own comfort a little bit more than trying to, yeah. you know, toss the opponent off balance. Do you, you guys think there's something to that criticism it's, of JT? With Johnny, it's more that like he... Specifically, like with with JT and TC, like this duo, and like from my experience doing videos with them, is that I don't think they necessarily view like their own maps in terms of strength that way. They'll just be like, "Oh yeah, we're like we're good on this map, we're good on this map," and then they don't. A lot of times, they don't necessarily have like that like clear ranking for themselves in terms of like, yeah, like we're much stronger on this map than this map. And typically, they'll just be like, "Okay, well, this team like doesn't play this map a lot. They're not very strong on it, so let's just pick it." Um, and they tend to value that more than they do vetoing to their own strengths. Um, and so sometimes I think that's Sometimes it's all right, but I feel like sometimes they overdo it a lot, particularly when they get into like these modes where like they would do ancient. I'm pretty sure like a couple of years ago, we were probably picking Vertigo way too much if I went and looked back um, when that map was like a bit more new. Um, but yeah, like they, especially like these newer maps, I think they can kind of get themselves into this little cycle where they just keep picking it because, you know, other teams aren't super strong on it and they think it's like a good map for them eventually. And, like, they'll go and review and be like, well, the map pick isn't why we lost. But, like, obviously, like, it's not why you lost, but it can be one of the reasons. And you still would have a better chance to win if you're picking something else, right? Like, it's just yeah. playing percentages for me. Um, but, yeah, I do think they kind of get tunnel visioned, if that, if that makes sense. I think just going back to the RMR here, the teams who are in this in the entire event, I think, performed basically where I'd expect. 9Z, obviously, like, a bit of a surprise in terms of... Uh, after losing try, they're coming in and actually qualifying. But outside of that, I think this is sort of where I would put most of the teams, uh, with the exception of maybe like EG and Zero Zero Nation. Yeah. I would have yeah. put Zero Zero Nation maybe as like a 2-3 team instead of a 1-3 team. I didn't think they'd qualify. Um, but EG obviously is like easily the biggest disappointment out of the whole pool of teams. But outside of that, the teams who qualified are around where I'd say. MIBR is that, also a surprise, but like yeah. in terms of overall ranking, that's where I would have put them. It's bad for UG that they didn't qualify, but I wasn't particularly surprised. <laughs> I probably, if you yeah. asked me, I probably would have favored Zero Zero Nation to make it over over EG. I, I think I'm surprised Especially. mostly by Imperial advancing, and in that sense, yeah. it feels like EG yeah, probably would have made it over Imperial. Like if anybody was going to yeah. have pickums for the RMR, even though EG is not instilling confidence in anybody like i'd understand if you left it out like what mick said but i would still have put them in there so yeah that's a bit weird to me that that fallen did the run back i would i would have had eg in making it just based surely on the experience that these players have and like yeah higher pressure situations that they would have done well which is how i think imperial actually succeeded like when yes. they beat party astronauts in that that 2-1 game like dude it was all just the head the the fucked up headspace that party astronauts were in after they got a lead in that series i it's just the the swings the peaks the way that party astronauts were trying to like close some of the rounds it just felt like they wanted to get that second like the, it's kind of like this basically I'll, I'll just give an example round so basically i think like one of the first six rounds on dust two uh john g is at goose there's a player at ramp on dust two and everybody from Imperial is coming up with deagles. They have no nades. They don't have anything to work with. And instead of just playing the goose ramp crossfire, Johnji just wide swings from goose and literally just peeks into five people and dies without getting a kill. And it was just like, why are you trying to win the round in one second? You know, like just just play the game that you guys have established because 
everything I saw before from Party Astronauts was just better from like in that regard. Uh, the even what I saw from them even at Pro League was a little bit better. You know, like they weren't they don't they aren't that sloppy. But then when the pressure was on, they got really sloppy. So I uh, they, I was kind of disappointed. They play they're probably like playing the end around like way too quickly. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they see yeah. like one like little opening and like instead of like being patient. John, he's like, oh, if I just swing here and kill two of them, like we win the round, right? Yeah. And so they kind of, it's they, it's easy to like lose sight of that. Yeah. And I guess speaking on Imperial, I was just gonna say that more than anyone, fucking Fur just like been playing out of his mind, yeah. even like just in general the past like month or two, which really surprised me because on Zero Zero Nation he looked so bad. Oh yeah. Like, he was he was awful on that team. So to see Fur like even against like some of the worst teams, like keep in mind who like, they played. Like, yeah, no, I'm saying I know they're playing like weaker teams, but. I still think he's performing better overall than I would have expected. Even like the the EU matches they were playing in EU um, before this event against like MIBR, he was like decent. But obviously, he's not playing like superstar level. But I am surprised by how first played overall. Still, yeah, I think. I mean, it's just funny that they might not even be the oldest team at the major at this point of saw qualify. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> right. I think, think Fours is going to win that tomorrow. Just just putting it on record. Just putting it on okay. record. I think Fours are a little better. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, dude, it's it seems like it's a miracle because I also saw their w- w- their like results in South America weren't like Mm-mm. were they they were okay, right? Like they weren't they weren't their that... results before this tournament in general weren't that great. They lost to they Kaze, like kind of middling. They lost to Kaze in like the grand final of the RMR in South America. They yeah, I mean, either way, it's kind they of weren't... cool. Yeah, like, I was gonna say like they weren't amazing, but they also weren't bad. Like they had some yeah. solid wins over like Miles NXT and Offset. And I know that like those are like not great teams, but like they're if European you asked me like though, four actually. day forms, if they went to Europe and played Miles NXT, I probably would have said Miles NXT would win pretty easily. So I, I agree, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess they're like actually they're probably overperforming a little bit right now, or they're they're actually just playing well, uh, better than I think most people would have judged the roster to be. Okay, let's move on to another team in the Americas. Um, how, did you guys watch much of MIBR? Because I thought that was a, like I didn't think there was like hugely a shocker that they made it, but the fact that they were three zero was yeah, that was impressive. a big surprise. I I didn't actually catch any of their games because in a blink you'll miss it, and I totally wrote them off every time. I was like, oh, they'll lose to that team. Oh, they'll lose to that. Oh, oh wait, what? They won? <laughs> Checking HLTV yeah. results. So I have nothing really to say besides you know impressive. And I I did see the interview where. I can't remember the player, unfortunately, but one of the players on MIBR said that it doesn't, you know, it's impossible to put to words how much it means to them specifically to qualify over Imperial. It's like a changing yeah. of the guard. That resonated with me just on a quote level. I thought that was really cool. So yeah, I'm happy for him, but I didn't see any other games, so I can't tell you. Yeah, I think I think one thing that's pretty cool about him is that this is kind of uh, a symptom of the fact that they've had so much more time in Europe than anybody else that's here. Actually, I think other than yeah. Liquid and Furia, th- these guys have played in the Blast, like Blast groups and Blast Showdown for the last couple seasons. Now they played in the spring, and they played in the previous fall, and I'm sure they're practicing when they're in Europe. On top of that, and um, actually. Okay, this is a little spoiler. I have a, I have a podcast coming out soon with with Daps where we're going to talk about some NA stuff. And literally, like it, we were talking about how this just makes so much sense. When you just get this much time in Europe, you're just going to be a l- better than North American competition. It's why MIBR on top of that were able to win uh, ESL Challenger League pretty handily. I I don't think they had too much trouble in that in that. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, this is it's cool to see. 
that when you actually invest resources into a team that like really on paper has no reason to be decent, but just put them in Europe for a while, like throw them into the Who's deep end, they, the they can actually team. do pretty well. Woody. I, or Woody. 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 Yeah. Woody. It's, yeah, pronounce Woody what, typed yeah. with seven. Yeah. Yeah. How does um, he get an I from a seven? That's talent. I don't know. You know, that's, that's one of those, I one think of those things. It's a Y from the seven. Yeah. I oh, guess, it could yeah. Be, I guess. Yeah, you're right. But but yeah, I think the fact that they also don't have like a rotating twelve man roster anymore or whatever the fuck they had last year. <laughs> yeah. Like they built an army last year. Yeah. And then <laughs> to rival that of Astralis. Like, <laughs> they just had players who got like COVID or had visa issues and stuff, so they couldn't have their whole roster there half the time anyway. So yeah. it's nice seeing them like able to stabilize here as well. The moment you open CSGO from a computer in Brazil, you just automatically add it to the <laughs> roster. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I know, okay, I have a question about more of the North American-centric talent, like the, you know, Canada and, and America. I'm curious as to your guys' thoughts on this, because I know this is something that's been floated a few times now, is the idea that maybe North America's representation would be better served if you just kind of shuffled the teams that we already have into something that's more just like two teams from the top three or something like that. Do you guys, first of all, do you guys agree with this take? And second of all, like, do you guys think it's even likely? Because obviously EG seems ripe for the taking after this, uh, the fact that they failed to qualify, but is it contingent on actual, like how well the North American representatives perform at this major? Or do you think that there's like a shuffle coming no matter what? Like, what do you guys takes broadly on this? Cause this is just a question I keep, or a statement I keep hearing about, you know, the, the only player I would want from EG today to be on another team is automatic. I, I don't actually have much to like about what I'm seeing from anybody else on the roster. Uh, I, I like everybody else's performances have been pretty up and down for me. But if let's say it's automatic for shocks, I could see that working. Okay. You know, like mm -hmm. that's that's like one move. But I don't even I, I think like Scrawny and Launders have posed this thing on a cast before that it's just like uh or even on the other podcasts i've done with him like that that like there's basically three north american premier teams right now elite like supposed to be elite teams and then but you should just make two teams out of them but like i don't even really know who i'd pick out of eg to be anywhere else other than automatic so i guess there's like a very small upgrade there but like it's not like it's a drastic change for me but i mean regardless of that like the They've all missed the boat as it is. Like, yeah. there's no way any of these teams are making changes for the foreseeable future. I mean, uh, like within each other, like they might make changes, like trying yeah. to bring players up or something. But they're definitely not. Uh, like complexity isn't going to EG. There aren't players from there who would that just wouldn't make sense right now. Um, so I think in general, like yeah, that maybe could have been a thing at the start of the shuffle period. But at this point, you've either missed the boat or you would have to pay some insane buyout. And have to have the players wanting to come on board, and that's just not going to happen right now. Liquid and complexity, I just obviously can't see making any changes. I want to be a part of anything like that at the moment. Yes. EG, I could definitely see like dropping a couple people and looking to you or looking to younger talents in NA. Yeah, exactly. Um, just people, they probably wouldn't like immediately sign someone from NA, but I could see them like you know dropping a couple of people, trial a couple of people, you know, kind of see see what's out there. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I almost like with com the complexity roster, I have, in a way, I want I want them to have the most room to grow right now. Yeah. And I Agreed. kind of just imagine with the, 
I, I like the sal- the probable salaries and the probable income from having the team, like because you have partnerships with ESL and Blast. Like, I think that I actually think that the the uh, the team might be self sustaining in that the amount of money you make from media rights from ESL and Blast, uh, being in partnership with them is probably funding the salaries of everybody on Complexity, if not even making a profit for Complexity. So there is almost in no way, shape, or form a reason that you should actually change this out especially given the fact that you also just made stickers with this roster like what there's yeah don't, just don't touch this roster yeah. for the next year like yeah, I yeah unless, unless, unless someone time, just but... falls off a cliff yeah, yeah like okay. someone has to like literally start putting up 0.8 ratings every tournament for like three months straight yeah honestly the soonest like this team i could see this team like even trying a roster change would be at the end of the year um yeah like during like another like shuffle period or something just like that i just don't i just can't see them like making a quick move to like try to upgrade someone a because it's like not really any clear upgrades in general i mean just because like it's so everyone's so new like there's not it's like a lot of young talent i'm pretty sure they all get along pretty well together um i mean yeah it's just there's no reason for for complexity to change anything and then changing anything right now would just lead you into a oblivion of just making constant changes for like the next year or so most likely so i just feel like if okay yeah Go for it. I was just gonna say, if EG isn't targeting like Wonderful or someone as a replacement for Cirque, then I don't know. I think at this point they need to start looking internationally for a different upper, or trying to at least like try and figure out people to start replacing these players. Because not making the major for these players is just, I I don't think that's acceptable. And there's no way that they can try and write out this roster at this point because there's, I don't know what you... sort of potential they see in them anymore. Yeah, I'm just I was gonna say if you have to like. If you were going to, like, change out two people or something from EG, right? Because I can't see them, like, already just changing out three people. So, like, the most I could see them doing right now would be removing Cirque and then removing either Rush or Breeze. I, like, obviously, I think Stu and Audi are still pretty much untouchable at the moment. So, I guess my question would be, who would you remove first out of, like, Breeze and Rush? And who would you... Yeah. Because for uh... me, I feel like the logical choice would be rush but i still kind of feel like breeze has just been like so middling and average and like he yeah, hasn't gotten at all better and like in this environment that i'd rather him just do something else if he's meant to get all the resources as a star player like one of your star riflers that he's definitely not delivering on that premise right so it definitely feels like rush is going to be the everyman i still have it like I, I don't know it's hard to judge any of these players on the one hand right you look at this team setup and you look the way that it's working and it's not working and you're like well is this really a fair assessment of any of these players like the stats are going to bear out they're not going to look good because they're just getting shattered and it's probably a systemic issue that's my initial reaction but then i think well it's been like this for a long time especially for somebody like cirque and i guess uh, in addition somebody like breeze who was here before the whole reshuffle right so i'm leaning more towards the like change more because this thing is really messed up but i don't know like you said you can't really touch stewie and he might be one of the like a new source of issues you know so i don't i don't know i i would reserve this for whoever is running the management but the whole org looks kind of clown shoes right now especially with the whole epl finishing like bottoming out again for what is it the fifth time in a row or fourth or something like that so uh it's enough that they can renew or review their standing in the league yeah you know which probably won't happen uh, but still like yeah that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think they're going to ditch them or anything because unless there's like a bidder that's actually out there that wants to take that slot. But uh, I would say this. If I actually were to do anything with the roster, I would probably get rid of uh, yeah, Cirque 
And well, actually, you know what? I think one change that could just work is is you just get Daps for Rush, actually, because I think Daps is actually probably like the best person to work with uh Cirque and Breeze to get them back to wherever they need to be. Okay. And actually, actually I'll say this, like like Daps Daps feels like it feels like some people are gonna be like, oh, he's washed or like he, you know, he doesn't play, like whatever. He actually put up pretty pretty solid stats in in premiere this season uh in challenger league ecl i i'm just gonna say premiere for the rest of my life like i'm sorry that's just what it is he, he put up solid stats in premiere for the the most recent season and i actually think that where stewie and automatic would thrive the most is being secondary callers to two daps like let let someone yeah. else just do the idling role and then let stewie make the sick mid rounds that he does let automatic help out with the mid rounds too and then just like build game plans around getting breeze and cirque activated and getting them back into a confident form that they can thrive in because like you see these glimpses of breeze being good it's just like round to round you just don't see him in the situations where he even has a chance like so sometimes sometimes when he's on ct side and he doesn't get kills like it is kind of like okay you should have probably got some more kills there actually but like on t side I don't know how they're supposed to have impact when they're playing 4v5 because Stewie dies so fast every round. Do you think if they cut Breeze, do you think Breeze would just stay in CS or do you think he'd go to Valorant? I'm That's like 90% sure he'd go to Valorant, to be yeah. honest. Because yeah. it's the thing, like, yeah. the, it's, it's similar. I think Thorin said the same thing on a, on a podcast. It might have been Snake and Banter or something, but essentially it's similar to like liquid cutting twists back in the day is that if you not necessarily like the same skill level at the time but in general like if you cut him what if he comes back and joins yeah. a different team and starts shitting on you right like you're always making that you're kind of towing that line when you're thinking about cutting a player like that but if he's just going to go to valorant then i mean like there's <laughs> not as much risk yeah probably it's not as much risk you know yeah. he's not he's not going to go to complexity or liquid at the moment like neither team is going to be in a rush to drop anyone for how breeze has been playing the last like six months and then yeah. does breeze really want to go to eu i doubt it so in that case, he's Breeze is, Breeze is someone that's known to been, like have been playing like a lot of Valorant since it came out and playing like you know pro ten mans with other Valorant pros. So I feel like it's just like overwhelmingly likely that he would just end up on a Valorant team. I mean that kind of pisses me off though because you're like one foot out the door on yep. a like top three NA team. Like yeah. just leave and give someone else a chance at that point. That's actually like... well, I I'll say I don't know how much he's actually played in the recent months. Um, but like yeah, when the like, yeah. first like came out the first year or so. Um, he definitely did play quite a bit of it, which I mean, I don't really hate. At the time, they were still playing pretty decently, and I, I don't think Valorant is like a bad way to you know do something else while you know still practicing your aim a bit and something else, you know, just to get out of like the CS environment, something kind of like a bit new. But yeah, yeah, you go and play the easy game so that you can blow off some steam, right? That's, uh, I think that's how it works. But I mean, he also hasn't been grinding CS like he used to. I think Alex made this point uh, on Snake yeah. and here, where like he used to grind ESEA pugs, and now he definitely has not been like oh, yeah, grinding sure. CS as he was. He barely so, plays I mean, pugs anymore. He barely yeah. plays pugs. I feel like that's how some player, like some players, can do it with just DM or just retake servers or aim bots or whatever. I know for a fact Breeze's way to get stay sharp was pugs, and now he's not playing them. So like, how does he expect to have? the same abilities like there's the, the truth is that you just can't so yeah yeah i, I need just, more of that surprise it's like the one versus three on inferno a site where he just flicks and <laughs> just cuts heads come on that was at the major i don't remember which one i think it was the last one before the last one that was i'd say like come yeah. once like the, come, like the end of the year yeah. 
I'd be more surprised if Breeze is still in CS than if he's in Valorant, just considering uh, how this EG team is going. Yeah, you might be right about but that. But we'll see what moves they make. Yeah. It would be, like, I just can't, I just don't know if I see Stu giving up IGL already, unless unless he already wants to. And then it'd also be kind of funny if Daps did replace Rush, because it's like, Daps' original project didn't really work out because Rush I know, it's went to be with Rush. Yeah. And then Daps fucking straight up just replaces him. It would be kind of funny, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on to another team then. Uh, I guess well we covered actually most of the Americas here. Unless you guys want to talk about any any other teams that strike your guys' fancy. Uh, we um, really I was just gonna say like on Zero Zero Nation, I was pretty oh, okay, surprised sure. that they went out that they went out one and three. Like they started yeah. off looking up pretty good. I kind of like how they look, and then I don't know. It's just like the rest. It still just didn't really click. The rest of the tournament, they just didn't really look that impressive. Yeah. So so I had breakfast with Mobs actually, and I talked to him about like the team structure and uh, how they're calling and stuff. Is that Basically, one thing that is taking them a while to get up to speed together is that basically, like, Try was in a very structured system, because, like, think of the fact that he played under Bit before this. Think of, and then think of the fact that Malbs played uh, on, like, Team 1 with, I don't even know who the IGL was, I forgot, Pesadello? No, who is it? Shit. I mean, um, I don't know what, Team 1? Maluk. 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 Yeah. Maluk. Okay, Maluk. So, so Maluk, like, very default-heavy uh strategies where everybody's just like kind of trying to find frags everywhere at once and then uh, like cold zero is kind of in between so it's kind of like you're not getting the same structure you had for try with bit and you're not getting the same looseness that you had with maluk for for malves and so like everybody is basically coming from drastically different playing backgrounds and so even though it's like you might think they're all from south america they have a similar style it's like actually yeah. just not true they, they actually just played on entire they're basically playing different games than each other like and they're it took them a long time or it's still taking them a while apparently to to actually find cohesion that's what he more or less told me useful context it definitely colors the way that there are some of their players that we were all excited for have uh not exactly hit the ground running so far. So it kind of shades that in. I'm, I was mostly hyped for, you know, obviously Malbs is a pretty was a pretty stellar player on his own right back in his Team 1 days. But for me, I was really excited to see Try some more, especially after they uh, ejected Zaiwu and company back in like the old yeah, French days, you sure know, am. like that when it, when I, somebody does that and it's mostly off of the back of, it was a team effort, but he really stood out in that game for me. Um, obviously a long time ago, details are a bit fuzzy, but I remember thinking like, this guy's pretty legit. You know, he could certainly give him enough adaptation time. He seems like somebody who would translate pretty well at tier one. So if it's something like this, it makes sense. That it would be more system oriented as far as why he's not uh, going up to the bat and cracking it out of the park, so to speak. Do we want to breeze through the Asia Minor quickly? Or yeah, yeah. Let's, to... let's let's move on. Let's move on to the the Asia Minor. So this one's quick. Um, okay. I mean, the biggest surprise was definitely IHC. Um, mm -hmm. I mean that they kind of came out of nowhere for me. Uh, I even talking to Nine before they started the event, they basically had no expectations because they knew that Renegades and Tyloo are such heavy favorites that. You know, it'd be cool if they even took a map or something like that. I, that's not actually word for word what he said, but it was it was not like the the vibe I was getting from him was more like we're just like we made it here. Good for us. If we do any damage, then like we'll be very pleasantly surprised. Did you I mean, did you guys like see much of uh, IHC versus these teams? I saw the no, uh, I saw a little yeah. bit of IHC and really what what struck me was that they weren't as uh 
So Asian CS has a reputation for if the game if the game is serious and serious is in big air quotes here because it's it's yeah. usually like China Chinese teams have a penchant yeah. for not being serious sometimes we'll say so in the game but the stakes yeah. are high you know at the RMRs um they can turn it on, but in a way that might feel like ridiculously relentless. They're like this in a number of esports games. I actually don't know what's it, what's in the water over there, but they'll end up going pretty ham in some cases and catching teams off guard, or just generally bringing something that's weird. And IHC felt a little bit more normal to my European CS field sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things that for me, when I'm looking at this team, I'm thinking, okay, well... They might be surprised if they can do damage, but what might catch them off guard or people off guard is that maybe they're not like it, paradoxically, they're supposed to be easier to adapt to if they're similar enough to your style. But the fact that they know enough about European CS or the same style, I think they'll mesh well enough. Like there's enough different, but enough is the same that it's not going to be a total wash, I think. So they, they will be dangerous right? a little bit. Interesting tidbit on that because I remember screaming, not the same team, but I remember screaming the Mongols when I was okay. on Nordavin still and they were playing with like 100 ping or something. So I don't. I don't know if they like they were playing from there or like where they were playing from, um, but like I know at least the Mongols had experience like actively scrimming in Europe. I don't know what IHC has been doing, but it seems like it's maybe a bit easier for those teams. And obviously, if they had like one team that was consistently scrimming in Europe and Mongols, maybe they've you know taken some things from from playing them. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense that maybe that that like region just in general is playing more of like closer to EU than a lot of the the other Asian regions. They. They told me that they actually do try to scrim European teams regularly, and they have like Probably a bunch why, of ping yeah. and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I this was actually pretty funny that I actually when I talked to Nine the very first time, I didn't I didn't actually fuck it uh, fuck it I, I didn't really know who he was. Um, but then he but then he talked to me and was like, oh, we actually played you in a pug the other day, like a while back, and you dropped thirty kills on us. And I was like, oh yeah, like <laughs> they all queue face it Europe with a hundred ping, and they actually like ran strats at us for the first handful of rounds. And I actually, I no joke, all chatted to them like, come on guys, like you're, you're throwing fucking like roof flashes on <laughs> yeah. nuke against us. Like this is <laughs> this isn't really fun. Like you know, like and then they, I think they kind of calmed down and played a little bit puggier. But he remembered that I dropped 30 kills against him, and I was like, holy shit, I can't believe you remember that. So that was... Uh, I can't believe you remembered one of my best moments against a professional team that's going into a major. Man, oh man, yeah. I can't believe you remembered that. Did I mention <laughs> I was wearing a big jersey when that was happening? I can't believe it. It was, it was all of them, but instead of their, uh, their fifth score, it was Bart 4K, who was like their substitute that oh, they okay. actually brought to the event. And But uh, yeah, it was four of their five players plus their sub, and they were actually basically nuke scrimming us, and it was like, uh, yeah, a few of us, like, Pimp, Harry, Hugo, myself, like, it's it's, it's funny, it's funny, but yeah, they, they actually had to, that's like the fun, or like, that's the interesting adversity with IHC, is that they had to overcome the fact that when they were scrimming European teams, or even just literally queuing Face It Free uh, Europe, they they actually just kept doing it with 100 ping, and I, I almost feel like that gives them a little bit of, like, a land buff, so, like, Going from 100 ping to 0 ping is insane. Like, you just feel like Huge, yeah. all these mechanics... As long as they're not, like, yeah. taking advantage of, like, the 100 ping swings too much, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if they're yeah. playing, like, normally and just, like, okay, we have 100 ping, we know when we go to land, like, this shit's gonna play out, like, so much differently for us. Yeah, like, well, the I, other thing, I don't too, think... is yeah, you can't actually... If you take advantage of it too much, you become too used to it, and then it actually hurts you, I think, more. Yeah. That's my hypothesis. Never played on a land, FYI. I don't remember them... I don't remember... At least, I don't remember Mongols doing anything too crazy when they were playing on 100 ping, so... Yeah. Um, yeah these, okay. I'm, these games were all at like two a.m. for me, so yeah, I didn't yeah. get to catch any of them. So I only have like there's no shame that, that everybody else has said about them. 
There's no so shame. I, yeah, I'm really excited to see IHC against like all these other teams, though. So that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'll I've, say I've, a few words on Renegades yeah. if you don't mind. I, I think Renegades yeah, are a team that, in similar ways, I think these guys are even though they don't come in as like the top seed from Asia or whatever. I still think that these guys could do it. Like they're almost like everything we said about IHC in that they have a little bit of a different play style. They can turn up the aggression, but they still play somewhat tactically or somewhat akin to European CS. I think the same can be said, but turned up a little bit for Renegades. Like they're almost like a more complete team. Maybe this will work against them because if you're playing like the the global meta against people who are just better than you at the global meta, you're probably going to get shut out and it won't might not even necessarily look close. But I actually have faith that these guys will take at least a game in, you know, the early stages of this, right? So uh, especially given the the ropey nature of most of the uh, like initial phases of these majors i would expect a couple of upsets to go the way of some of these asian representatives so i don't know if any of them will proceed to the next stage but I, if if i had to bet on one of them i would probably bet renegades I, I mean i think that's the safest assumption that even though ihc won versus renegades it's just like renegades is more used to playing against eu opposition yeah. uh i actually talked to liaz a little bit about it and he kind of talked about how ihc did play a little bit more of a european brand so yeah i mean this all just confirms what you were saying for no go too so okay i think um all right let's do it let's move on to europe let's move on to the eu side of things um we have two teams that qualified for legends already we i love one of them I actually kind of like both. I like, I mean, I like a few of the players on Heroic a lot. I'll just say that, you know, like I'm, I, I'm a big Shish and Refresh fan. Like I'm a big fan of them, 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 them dudes, them dudes. Um, but um, let's let's go with Heroic's Heroic's first, Heroic's journey first. So they beat Forza, they beat Fnatic, and then they two one Navi. And I thought that I watched that that Navi game was freaking sick. Like oh, yeah. so so intense. Uh, so many great clutches. Uh, really good moments, and uh, but I, I want to put this out there. Do you guys think like, like how good do you think Navi is right now? Ooh, I think uh, I went from watching the Nuke game specifically. I think the normal pizzazz, for lack of a better term, that Boomich has with his mid rounds, especially on CT side where they're supposed to be super famous for defending, felt totally anemic to me. And even the mid rounds that he did make were like mostly reactionary. The few that he did as like a pre uh, something that was supposed to be a read were totally wrong. Like there's the example of them completely stacking the A site and then having to retake in a disadvantaged situation against B. They gave up so many rounds where it wasn't even like they necessarily successfully saved either on CT side. So it wasn't even like they put themselves in a position where they can choose to do the right. higher percentage play but give up the round. They gave up the round but only had one or two players surviving, you know? So we usually won. So that's obviously horrible for the economy and that's why I think Heroic was able to run away with it on T side. Um, but at the same time, like it's hard for me to know because obviously with the global circumstances, the fate of Navi is still in the balance. We're seeing stuff on the front page of the subreddit all the time about how this might be the last event for Perfecto or for, you know, some of these other players. And it would obviously break all of our hearts to see this roster disband or in some ways change before it was really meant to in air quotes. But with all that uncertainty that we have, I don't know that they necessarily know that much more about it, right? They're still also glued to the news, waiting for stuff, I imagine. So I just hope they can just, keep their clear heads ahead of this next match, you know, get to the major. Just to point out that the Reddit thread was entire, or the, the whatever website that, was, that that came from was completely conjecture and It had like one new bullshit, quote in it like, or something compared to previous reporting, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was not even like, it was just taking stuff that was... Uh, stated publicly and trying to like phrase it as if it was a sure thing 
and basically saying that like the Russian players wouldn't show up or would like might be playing their last event, and it was just entirely yeah. conjecture. The title was completely clickbait, unfortunately. But it still starts um, the conversation in people's heads, and that spurs well, yeah, everything on. I mean, on, it should know, be so. a conversation, though. Like in general, obviously, it has to be a part of the topic given the given like what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. But like the the. I would say to answer your original question, Alex, I'd say that Navi are probably like 70% of the level that they were at the end of the year uh, last year. That's sort of where I would put them at. And that's with with the way that a lot of other teams have elevated right now, that's not going to be enough to win them the major at this point. Uh, They'll still qualify, I think. But it's just it's just like I don't know how deep of a run they can make at this point just if they continue playing at that level. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I said this on, I don't know if it was this show or another show, whatever, either way. One, th- one thing I kind of like really didn't love though about Navi when they made their grand slam crazy ass run is that like the form that bit and perfecto were in it as individuals, like it was like, it was just too high. Like it was just, they were just too yeah. good. You know, they, they really just aren't, I don't really actually buy that they are that good like i don't think like bit has the best like i don't think his game sense is there that he should be putting up the numbers that he's putting up consistently and then once his individual form drops off even a tad then sometimes the the little plays or the multi-frags he got away with before like on overpass a man or yeah like sometimes the way he just would get kills in bathrooms it's like dude this is just ridiculous and like there's nothing anybody can do about it because he'll just headshot so fast like that's just dumb. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's just like when you talk about sustainability in Counter-Strike, like the last thing you really think about is individual prowess. And I think bits was just way too high. And I think Perfectos to an extent was like a little bit, it looked more sustainable. Like he used utility and timings a lot better than bit did, but bits, bits individual level was not something that I saw he could carry forward global situation or not, even if there is one, I mean, because there, there is one obviously. So he's going to drop in performance, but I, in some ways I thought this was like inevitable that he was okay. not going to be this good. Always. You think you simply needs to tell him to aim high again and then it'll all be fixed. Yeah. Or, just, just say that. It's just what you're talking about with the, with the overpass bits, there's clips of like, Oh, what it's like to play against bit on Navi. And yeah. then there's just him and divider on overpass peaking, like, and double like double headshotting th- three people with an M4 with perfectly timed peaks like instant double like double headshots. He peaks left side, goes back. Someone's pre-aiming his exact peak. He peaks and instantly double headshot. Like it's sick. It looks sick, but that's not sustainable at all. No. Especially when you have four people staring at that exact yeah. spot that you're peaking from. Like it's just never gonna happen all the time. Um, right. And to Navi's like point they're not playing as a whole to the same level they were so when bits trying to make those same plays and even if he's only going one for one it's not even close to enough on like in such a high impact position like that when the rest of the team sort of like playing at 70 percent of their own level too Mm -hmm. um okay all right all right all right we have to talk about we have to talk about um my favorites, my favorites, uh, big. Of course we do. We have to talk about them. I mean, they made it. They made it. It's shameless, but it's also like, dude, this is deserved. This, it's deserved. It's yeah. For they sure. deserve yeah, this. Okay. For sure. <laughs> so the game against Phase was uh, just so close, and in a lot of ways, very fortunate for them. Like 
they individual form was very high for big in this one. I will get I will say that. And I will say like Brokey's form did not look like Brokey's form, twist form. Like there were yeah. moments where I just saw those players performing worse than I'm used to. And so it, it was in a sense very cool to see big. Okay, I'll say this. The Dust 2 win that Big got against FaZe was super legit. Like they put yeah, together some really stick rounds, like really, really good ones. The Mirage win was flu- was a little bit fluky in my eyes. Like the Mirage okay. win yeah. was FaZe capitulating in a lot of rounds for me. Yeah, agreed. Like, yeah. Watching both, Big gets massive credit to how they played in both maps, especially Dust 2. But Mirage, yeah. just with some of the whiffs and the plays that FaZe were making, like on a good day, FaZe will 100% win that map. Like, 16 10 16 11 the way that yeah. like with some of the rounds that they they played like even on the 14 14 round where oh where my they god put, yeah. the most depressing round to watch out. in a long time dude the, like <laughs> kerrigan goes one for one against glocks and deagles yeah. and then twist gets like one and gets smoked off site ends up only ends up being in the 2v2 everybody else coming out of market gets like max one kill if that it's just it's just depressing to watch that round I, like i saw them start out on glocks and i saw them going b and i was like oh no phase are somehow gonna either like yeah. it's gonna be you like see it, a yeah. 1v1 or phase are gonna lose it and yeah. sure enough the deagle uh, stuff is is messy I, you know i've listened to, to some of these phase com videos kerrigan puts out on his youtube channel great content and <laughs> You know, it's it's distant enough from the previous event or the event that they're in now that it feels like it probably isn't leaking too much. But we get really nice insights anyway, and I'm sure they're selective with whatever they cut out or whatever. But what gets me is that, like, they are talking a lot sometimes, right? And in those pressure moments, especially if you have those noise-canceling fucking aeroplane helicopter stuff that you got going on. I'm not sure if they do in the studio event, but you know, if they whenever that is in the case, it's going to be really hard to hear some fine details like. Uh, you know, an, an unarmored Deagle player jumping out of a window and flanking yeah. you and then shooting both of you with once uh, with headshots. Shout out Tabson for that play that gave him 15 rounds on basically an eco, like ridiculous. So if that is going to happen to you, like, I don't know, man. I, d- I don't know if it, you can really blame the comms, but it does feel like they get flustered sometimes. And it's just usually they're able to correct. And that's how they've won the last two events. I, I didn't see that phase here. That's definitely true. And I do have to wonder sometimes about whether, like, whenever an upset like this happens, Big is probably, you know, within spitting distance of the top five at this point, uh, which is, of course, a bold oh. prediction, Maui Snake said, right? Oh. Um, and I just mean in terms of rankings, not in an absolute sense. They're probably in, in within distance of, of achieving that, especially off of taking number one uh, yeah. 2-0 in, in, in 2-0 fashion. That's pretty crazy. So... As a result of that, I'm sure they'll be shooting up in the ranks. But this feels almost like FaZe just played their own game or practiced their own game and maybe didn't anti-strat enough. At the same time, it, it has been a while since I've seen Big, so maybe that also contributed to it. Big, nothing to take credit away from them, but it definitely felt like maybe this wasn't the the most prepared you could ever gotten. You know, they but they took advantage. You know, that that's a, a legend spot for Big. That's crazy. Um. Mix, you want to add anything about about uh, phase or big or heroic or or uh, Navi? I'll just say on big. I kind of just agree that in terms of like where they are, probably like around the same range of like like outsiders or Astralis vitality. Those teams would be yeah. maybe like even Ents. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably like a good a good thing. Ents just had like a really good run. Um, and yeah, obviously I don't think big is like in contention to like win a fucking event anytime soon yeah. or anything. Um, it seemed like a bit of an overperformance, but it also seemed like they are generally improving. Um, even at like EPL where they went like two and three, like they didn't look that great, but I still like 
overall they didn't look like terrible either you know what i mean like is there seemed like to be some like sort of foundation building block there um some of the maps that i saw against saw some of the maps that i saw at epl so yeah yeah just awesome from big to fucking 3-0 and beat phase but obviously i would say like a bit of an o performance uh for this event yeah yeah i think that's that's safe to say like i uh i don't i mean like i'm sipping on the big kool-aid but i'm also like doing it with a hole in my straw you know like i'm yeah doing okay, so. <laughs> okay so you're just getting a little bit of the taste is that it? yeah just like a little little tastier in there a little lick yeah. lick lick you know like a cat licking a bowl of milk okay you know? just yeah. like a little bit here just like a cat. no i mean like i mean when i'm on when i'm on a real broadcast i'm gonna have to prop this shit up like crazy but like with okay. this one i'm gonna be real like this yeah it's an overperformance. i mean i i think i already characterized it you know the mirage game did not feel like they should have been taking that although i will say one thing about the mirage game is that like certain played care like uncharacteristically bad and then what was cool about the victory is that his team still succeeded despite him and i think that's like Pimp even said on the desk before, he's like, you know, this is super phase favored, but there's like no chance in hell if Cersei doesn't do well that they win. And I kind of was like, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point because like he's supposed to be. But you got 20... the big Crimbo performance. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say like massive credit to Crimbo in this series too. Yes. Yeah. Like, some of the rounds he won clutch, like the clutches he won, some of the late rounds he won. Yep. Incredibly well done. And and yeah. also a lot a lot of composure from the clutches. I, I can't remember if it was Crimbo or Favon who oh, had that like diffuse, last second man. diffuse, where like not even a second of hesitation as he gets the last kill, runs to the diffuse. In my head and to the casters, they're like, they, they, it felt like they were about to say, "There's no time though. It's it's going to be close. He's probably not got it, but he gets the kit anyway and he grabs it." That was yeah. crazy. That was I a great moment. I was gonna say like just on phase, like I, I do think these like little shake like little shakes of form that they show every now and then is like gonna come back to bite them eventually, at uh, like an important moment. Like they've won their last two events. Like my prediction would be like they go to the major and they lose in like quarters or semis to like a team that they're probably supposed to beat. Like and, a heroic? Would you think yeah, they would like, lose a heroic? No, heroic on stage probably okay, not. Okay. Yeah. Wait, are but, you saying quarters or semis of the playoffs? You saying they're gonna get that? Yeah, of the thing? playoffs. Okay. Like face, face will go to like the quarters or semis, and like I think most people would expect them to be in the finals, contending to win. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying that like this, like little, these like little shakes of form that like they just kind of like dip, like this loss to big. There's been like some other times. Um, I think there's like at least like one kind of like bad loss in pro league. Um, I don't know. It can come back to bite you. Like they don't seem, they're not like a super steady number one. That's kind of like my point, I'd say. And I think it's gonna that, like that inconsistency is gonna come back to bite. It's not the major. Mm. I just yeah. feel like in that Mirage match, Rops had such little impact on T side yep. for FaZe. Like there were so many rounds where he was like hard lurking and he would either get held for by big or he would just like be way too late to make a play. Dude, he was um, late a lot today. On Dust. He was late Mirage. a lot, yeah. yeah. And like he yes, he had he made up for a little on C T side, even with similar plays, but like for me, that was uh, part of the reason why they were down so much early on is because like a lot of rounds where Rops could have had a much larger impact, he was making such late-round plays that it was basically over by the time he actually made it to, to try and help out. Like, you see at the end of the game that Rops has 25 kills, but can you remember any of them? <laughs> well, I, the <laughs> but I remember, I remember a Crimbo the... Clutch, you know? The rounds that kind of annoyed me the most with with rops's impact and like was kind of like uncharacteristic rops plays where basically he was holding a ramp and big would just double push into him and he'd get two kills and yeah exactly like that's the most impact i saw in he him have in any of the rounds like it wasn't and he did it like two or yeah. three times too yeah. I, think he, I think he did it twice i think he did it yeah. twice like a double kill from ramp 
just holding for pushes essentially. So like those were round winning holds, but they're just like they're literally just ba based off of aim and mechanics. Like they're not actually like a that wasn't like he made a big brain play that actually I'm you're kind of used to seeing Rops do like a cool yeah, late yeah. round clutch kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, every, really time, every time he was prediction. about to. Oh, yeah, ahead. yeah, go for it. What's your what's your hot pred? My my really hot take specific prediction is that FaZe and Furia are going to meet in the playoffs of the major and Furia is going to win. Oh, I like I like that a lot. I like oh. that one. Because you can't even know. it's a rematch too because <laughs> obviously they they played over an EPL, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, and it was, it's they had a, a couple cool close matches. Yeah. It's a cool pred also cuz like you can choose you can like if the bracket just doesn't draw it, you just never wrong. <laughs> So. Yeah, I just love them wrong. They just well, he did say they would have been right, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that you look like a savant if it happens, and then if it doesn't, no one will ever remember. Yeah, so exactly. yeah if it happens, <laughs> I get to clip this and get like 5k likes on Twitter. So, yeah, yeah, mostly I mean, from I'm, Brazilian flags, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm writing the same thing with big right now, so yeah, like yeah. just 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 throw out your hot preds, you know. Like, how about how about we actually move to preds? So, we actually have all of the, the upcoming round matchups. Let's let's just actually. Yeah, let's talk about the 2-1 matchups, because those actually will in turn predict who we think is going to make it to the major. And then after that, we'll just do Patreon questions, okay? Here's we'll the, are we not doing RMRB at all? Uh, Probably better to just why, recap Why that. not? Oh, okay. Why? Uh, this yeah, is I mean, for the predictions if we want, by the way. Okay, okay. Let's, let's, do, let's see how fast we get through these. Okay, phase Maus. I think we're all taking phase. Yeah, I yeah. 100% am taking phase yeah. there. Okay, we're yes. taking phase. Eh, okay. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, okay. How about Saw 4s? Saw 4s. I'll take Saw in this one. Oh. Just because it's funnier the longer they stay in the tournament that I keep getting casters to say, and we've seen Saw do this before, and Just and Stadot. I don't even know if these players are still on oh, the lineup. So... <laughs> but you know, yeah. no, I, it, I've just it, yeah. seen Saw just play the clutch. It's so <laughs> frustrating with his name being that. Yeah, that's just the worst. Uh, I'll take 4s because I believe in Jerry. I think 4s be is better. I think 4s is better too. Forza probably is better, but I still vote Saw. So if it happens, I'm epic. Yeah. Mix, what are you taking? Uh, I don't really know that much about either team. I'll take fours. Yeah, okay. Uh, Navitality. Navitality. Natality. It's gotta be Navi. Uh, vitality. I think even with the form, it's gotta be Navi. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm hard going for it, man. I'm saying Vitality. Yeah, I like it. I'm like leaning it. a bit more towards the Vitality here because of the stuff I saw from Boomish. I didn't see any vitality game, so any horrible mistakes they made, I just didn't notice. And so I, but I did see the the Navi loss on Nuke, and it looked pretty bad. So maybe it was just tilt. Maybe they'll shake it off. I don't know. I've got that like gut feeling bias. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go vitality. I kind of am. I just think I am with you on that. I just think Navi's style will counter Vitality's like weird blend of Danish French CS that they're still working on, like kind of fusing together. Right yeah. Now. I think it's just going to be like a little bit too much. Even with Boomich kind of calling some weird rounds, it'll be, it'll take them over the line. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm I, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm no. I'm gonna stick with Navi. I'm not gonna get too crazy. I already made my big pred. I can't. I can't. I can't double. <laughs> I can't just be super crazy, man. Okay. Um. Okay. So then we think more or less. Let's just say it's like this. We think Forza, Navi, Phase make it through. Let's just. Let's just for majority's sake on these things. Um, yeah. So then 
Yeah, so, fuck you guys for no, just, 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 Everybody just, on the right side of the broadcast is just, 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 just hide here, and then the majority is majority because we're taking the odds as a factor, as a fifth. Oh, okay, yeah, out. yeah. Just yeah. ask the chat to donate. We're taking the fact that it's as Alex's goddamn podcast. Sure, sure. That's not the mentality. But okay, so the question though remains okay, and this will be basically be my last question for four teams here is do we of of these four, who do we think is gonna make it? Vitality, Mouse, OG, Outsiders. So those four. Hmm. How many can make it? I mean, so so here's the thing. So if we if we actually do the matchups, if we say outsiders win, OG win, the big question is whether Fnatic or Eternal Fire win the next round, because that changes the matchups for the following round entirely. Okay. Um, so if Fnatic win, then you have Saw versus Mouse, OG versus Fnatic, Vitality versus Outsiders. Okay. And then if Eternal Fire win, you have Vitality, Mouse, OG, Eternal Fire, Saw, Outsiders. That's too crazy. So it's for me, literally cause... like massive difference. Yeah, that's that game is like that game is like a fifty-fifty game. Yeah, that's yeah, a here, lot. I'll, I'll just screenshot the matches so that you guys can see them. Sure. Sure. If you're not I... using the site already. Yeah, okay, so... so that's if uh, Fnatic win, those are the matches, and then if Eternal Fire win, those are the matches. Okay, okay. Okay, so... Oh my god. So dude, there's I'll... a chance that only one Vitality of Vitality Outsiders, Outsiders... If yeah. it's Vitality Outsiders, I'm going to be kind of upset. I'm going to be pretty upset about that. I, I think that... Basically, I'm going to go off your second one, and I'm just going to say that I think Vitality OG Outsiders win. Dude, Miles is begging for a fucking Fnatic win tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mouse plays yeah. solar vitality, depending on that. <laughs> yeah, that would be insane. I'm... Well, so so the second one is if Eternal Fire win. Yeah. So Mouse probably really want Fnatic winning. Yeah, yeah. they really want Fnatic to win. Okay. So I'll just put it out there, I guess, based off of I think. Okay, I'll just say Vitality OG Outsiders. I think that's my. Favorite. I I take OG Mouse Outsiders actually. I think wow. there's a chance Vitality. You think Mouse beat out Vitality? You think well, they already Vitality. did once, so what's yeah, happening? I think they do. I think in three. the second matchup, I would take Mouse OG Outsiders, and in the first matchup, I would still take Mouse OG and Outsiders. Dude, imagine Vitality, this Vitality not making it to the major. Imagine that. Be... Hey, they have two years, apparently. That'd be really shameful. That'd be really, really sad. Just with the talent on display. Forget about I how to see them use. beating Navi and also not even making the major. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're over here trying to like remember That's which true. point we argued for. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. That's rough. I, I, we've gotten very in the weeds with like the specific outcomes or whatever. But yeah, yeah. As yeah. far as like the okay. matchups, I think of the teams you listed, I do think that I feel like Vitality have to at least make it to like the qualifier stage or what used to be the qualifier. So I'll say they that they to, definitely right? they yeah, have they to. Have, they yeah. have to. They just have to, man. They just have to. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 shift over to B. Let's shift over to B and let's do like quick pretty quick preds here. Eight teams. I'll throw out the what I would say are the heavy favorites and then we can move from there. So the heavy favorites for are RMRB RMRB. Yeah, for oh. RMRB, the heavy favorites in my eyes are G2, players, and NIP. I would probably even put Ents there. I put I put yeah. Ents as my That's fourth. Fair. And yeah. and so who do you guys think are the four remaining teams? We like I'd say the big ones are probably Entropic, Copenhagen Flames, Astralis. That's probably my next three, but I, it, I'm just um I don't know. Like 
I think this one's a little bit more top heavy, but I'm not yes. really sure. Yeah. It no, feels I, way I more tough to be looking at. This. I mean, I'm looking at sinners, but they don't even have Oscar anymore, do they? No, I don't think sinners make it. Honestly, yeah, they wouldn't. I, 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 think... I actually think Heat would be a better show. I, I don't know what's going on with Team Spirit ever since they sort of collapsed oh, at yeah. the last major, either. So they feel like they're almost dead in the water. It's um, between Heat and like Sprout. I don't remember or what my uh, yeah, it's like Heat Sprout. Or Bad News Eagles will be like an upset team that take yeah. the final spot, I think. Yeah, Bad News Ooh. Eagles are kind of underrated in that respect. Like, nobody even knows this team, and uh, mostly me included, but I've seen a co- enough content to know that they might actually do some damage. They have, a, they have like, you know, the classic EU FPL, like, god of pugs on their team, like a couple of players that would fit that bill. So, Juan Flatcher and Regon. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely see Bad News Eagles making it in this wow. spot. That'd be sick. That'd be pretty sick, actually. Yeah, we got a. Uh, we do have a question in chat that I want to highlight, which is somebody asking about any news about Nip device. Is he coming back? And dude, I don't no know idea. what the. I don't know what's public, but like no the fact that we don't know publicly as like just the average fan is pretty ridiculous by now. Um, I would assume he's not in that case because, because, yeah, because we haven't heard sub, anything. So they could literally move him in whenever they feel yeah. like it. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Because Brolin's playing for sure, right? Yeah, yeah Brolin's yeah, listed Brolin's as one of the. Who the fuck's gonna op if like? S attack with his wall bangs. The homie. He fucking memorized like 17 wall bangs on every map. <laughs> listen, on listen, nine. He was he was a decent offer. Please don't please don't put him on the off. That's gonna be PTSD if I tune tune into the game and I <laughs> yeah, see that. Yeah, no, I don't Clouds I don't know, in man. pajamas. I don't I don't want to see that either, but uh Rez has like always been a solid secondary, but like he's rifling no, at a surely, very high level. Yeah, he's rifling really well right now. Surely yeah, yeah. they don't do that. I would hope he's not. finally hitting his form. Yeah, just put yeah. Plopsky on it, see what happens. Yeah, just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I honestly feel like even the top teams that you listed here, you said G2, Players, Nip were your top, Maui. I feel like yeah, all three like of top. those have like the chance to just get pranked in this event. I don't know. This this seems super, like compared to the other one where it's like, oh yeah, of course, Navi and FaZe. Like, no, man, I don't know. I actually don't know if any of these teams are stable. Like, the teams that should make it for sure, like the three teams we just listed, they probably don't go flawless. I feel like maybe none of them. Well, do. They, I think they, they can't, all, they can't like, all three go flawless. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm exactly. saying I feel like none of them. I don't even know if it's statistically likely that none of them go 3-0. But what I mean is like, I feel like they all lose a match. So so there are the first round matchups already available. Okay. I, I don't see any favorites like in the top three G2 players or NIP losing theirs. Because that's they have true. G, G2 Anonimo, players Sangal, NIP and uh, endpoint. So I feel like that's just an end spirit. I feel like ends just win that too. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah. Yeah. So Wait, actually what if we, if oh, we yeah, do no, take yeah. this, then the next round matchup is players ends, uh, which actually could go either way here. Like players are obviously yeah. on a downturn, mostly due to global events, but also because we don't, still don't know how online they are or aren't. And then obviously ends are on the come up. So I feel like that's a, a match made in heaven for uh, people who want, international european teams to have a shot at claiming the major so keep in mind that's the best of one too so. oh yeah even better yeah so. yeah um yeah i was gonna say something but now i totally forgot so ignore me i think i was we just gonna just... say watch out for this uh the sprout copenhagen flames game i think there's upset potential there yeah yeah sprout's it... been playing a little better 
think. Right? I feel yeah. I, mean, I feel like those teams are basically the same, even though I mean, not obviously they're oh, very man. different. I'm talking about like no, I feel like these yeah. two teams are very evenly matched. You know. Okay. Like into I feel like th- this this is a coin flip game, especially that it's best of one. But that doesn't mean it'll oh, even right. be close because that's the nature of best of ones. You know. The the other thing to keep in mind for this uh, RMR group is that there's three legend spots instead of four as well so only the top oh. three teams make legends directly is that why this uh, like group has two, like three... seated lower ranked teams or whatever oh, that's really interesting actually what the yeah way? so there's the the top two teams go th- uh that go three oh make legends and then there's a third place decider so it's ah. similar to like group a where there's a decider but i think the uh i think the third and fourth teams and so the fifth team is decided by bushels and then the third and fourth teams uh by bushels play a third place decider Okay. Or like the the other two three one teams or whatever. Okay, so interesting. You guys ready to move on to uh, the Patreon questions? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. So we have uh, a nice backlog here because we haven't done a show for a while. We have five questions, and uh, tell me you got it. You got it ready? Yeah, in the same order I wrote them. So good to go. Um. So first one is first sock, longtime supporter. Uh. Mark, yeah, okay, I don't even have to say the day he submitted this. Who do you think is the best current best NA player, and how big do you think the gap between them and the next best NA player is? I think I know, it's yeah. very close between Nath and Elise. And then Wait, I think there's like a pretty good drop off. Wow, you don't think Twist is that close? Twist? What? Yeah. I'm yeah, oh, sorry, I, I always forget about Twist because he's not in an <laughs> I'm NA so team. I'm so confused. Yeah, 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 okay, yes, okay. Twist is also there. Okay. I think Twist is head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, but it's not just because his team is playing well. It's because Elysian Naf are, I guess they are pretty instrumental in the wins that Liquid has, but Liquid doesn't have that many wins. So it's, I guess it could just be bias in terms of like, oh, well, this team won and that team didn't. But to me, it feels like Twist is on another level. Of course, today's performance doesn't really help argue my point, but I'll just say in general, in the last two tournament wins, Twist's aim has been really, really nice. And yeah. I don't know if it's him or if it's, he's being like micromanaged or guided by Kerrigan or what, but he's just the way that he's pathed around the map is like, man, if this was an RTS, he'd be my best unit. You know what I mean? So get I don't on. think he's being micromanaged very much from yeah. interviews and from from those like, voice the videos, videos too, and yeah. whatnot. Um, in order, I would say it's probably like Elysian twists that are very close. Elysian just narrowly above and then like Naf below that and then maybe floppy below him. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that little shout out to Floppy because uh, I probably agree. I probably put OC and Floppy actually on the same. Oh, oh OC too. Yeah, you're yep. right. Yeah, yeah OC Floppy. Not I pro- yeah, I'd say the tier one is. Yeah, I think Elish Elish twist. I, dude, I, some days I feel like Naf's better than. I still, I, yeah, I'd still put like yeah. Naf in the same tier as them. Like yeah, yeah, Naf the is top- just so consistently there. Like he's Elish has like been better like very recently. I think he's been like. Having yeah. like an uptick in form from like his little slump, but like Nath yeah. is just always just there, like one point eighteen, like just he just never like his form just never seems to dip really. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I yeah, I would put tier tier one, Elige, Nath, Twist, tier two, yeah. Floppy, OC, tier three, Automatic, Fang. Automatic, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know who else. Honestly, maybe yeah, that's probably it. Honestly. Tier four, everybody else that's on Liquid or um, or complexity. Sorry, yeah. Uh, okay, next question. Next question. Let's go on. Uh, Easy Pete asks: Is there a silver lining for Fnatic? 
alternatively, dated March 9th, by the way. So, oh, it's <laughs> keep okay. in mind. Yeah, okay. that's alternatively, why I put the since, yeah, since this might just be covered as a regular topic, what kind of player is Bemis? Can he be enough for Mouse? I the silver lining for Fnatic, I think we're gonna move past that because okay, uh, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this, I'll, I'll answer that part. I think right now we're seeing that the core of Mezzi and Alex is solid, but they just need like real pieces around it. Poison could be one of those pieces, but I don't know what the other two are right now. I still saw Poison missing some easy as fuck shots, I swear, at this event. And I just, Today? I like, or, uh, yeah, yeah. I, so know, I, I think it was like yesterday. Okay, yesterday. That would have been against like Heroic, right, though? But I Yeah, mean, I still. think it was against Heroic. doesn't mean much. Still. Yeah, still. Yeah, still like it wasn't yeah, the opponent. It was just the shots that he was missing that, like sure. you know, really yeah. just put me off. I'm not huge on poison, to be honest. I will say, like, there's yeah. a lot of other op talent that the team like Fnatic could look to that has more right. potential. Yeah. Uh, the silver I mean, lining is that when yeah. Fnatic bomb out of every event that they go to from now on, Alex won't be blamed because this time it's the management's fault. That's the silver lining, I think. It's it's actually I think like the the Swedish kind of like ousting of like yeah. every i don't know there's like inner turmoil with this yeah. team obviously so yeah. i don't really i don't know if there's a silver i just never there. understand the direction they're actually going it's like i think like Down. the core of like crims alex and mezzi is pretty solid and yeah. then it's just like okay. i don't i don't really understand like the direction they ever really go okay do we want to cover the second part of it yeah the, yeah the, the um, kind of player has been us Bemis has been lurking for Mouse, and he's basically taking a lot of Rop spots. And I just feel like he's just kind of copying what Rops used to do or does still. Like uh, honestly, when he's on your team for long enough, you probably are just gonna pick up some of the traits and attributes that he has. So I think he's actually been playing quite well. Uh, but I also think Bemis is a little more selfless than Rops. So that's that could be. I, I like that personally. But also, can he be enough for Mouse? I don't know what that. I don't. What do you guys think? Can he be enough for Mouse? It's hard like, to say. Depends on what you're looking for. Like, can they? Like, can what, he what be the that? star with Frozen? If if they're two the stars, what, what's their? Actually, I'll I'll rephrase this question. If those two guys are the stars, what's their ceiling? Like top top five. I, I you would think say they could get top, top five with Frozen I, and I think Rob. Top 10 like, I mean, Frozen and, like, and Bemis. Like number stars. five max is what I mean. Like for Enses, I could I could see a run like that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think they could consistently make that would, it. Though, actually, yeah. I guess like yeah. ceiling. I mean, ceiling or floor. A ceiling like number five, I would say. Floor probably like ten. How low can we go for floor? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, like floor, floor just being like their average. Yeah. Sorry, okay. Like, okay. Their, average, their average, average like ten. Yeah, I would, I would say ten. Five. I would say ten if 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 they 12, both play really well. I yeah. put like twelve as their average if they're the two best yeah. players. Then yeah. that also well, I, I kind of made it a weird question actually. It's just I also, like the main thing is I don't like about Mouse still is just I don't like I don't like and he's probably in the room next door. I don't like Dexter's calling that much. Like, <laughs> Say a lot guys, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really like I don't know how good they can be with this type of uh like structure personally. Yeah. So I would say opinion. that is fair criticism, and Dexter should definitely not wait outside your door with a shoe full of alcohol. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Good timing. Okay. Next one, next team. Uh, Spruce Moose, what team has the strongest star player trio? He asked this in March 25th, so that actually was like after phase one something. So kind of like tempts you to say phase. Yep. Because they won Katavisa be, right? before that. Yeah, I think you put Brokey 
drops and twists there in that conversation. Yeah. I think it's just kind of like almost whatever the best team is at the time, you just kind of put their three best players. Like yeah. simple electronic bit would have been that. And maybe, maybe I would still put them higher because of just how much better I think simple is than all three of the other players on on phase. Yeah. But like yeah. an electronic is not far from twists or rops at all. Like I think he's actually probably more valuable in terms of the team. Well, he's like just as valuable maybe for for phase for rops or something like that. But I think electronic has more impact in his role specifically. Yeah. 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 I also think that bit, agree, even but... though bit is not necessarily consistent, I don't think we've seen that much We've seen pretty good play from Brokey, but it's going to be a few more events, at least one more successful like premier event before I'm ready to say he's consistently turning it on against top tier opposition. Whereas the Navi guys are all proven already, not just together, yeah. but also individually. So I guess yeah. honorable, honorable mention to like Nico Hunter, Monosi as uh, well, but yeah. we don't really know what they're like. Still need time. I was going to say honorable mention yeah. to uh, Hobbit, Shiro, Axel. Yeah, that's good. That's a... That's also that, that one reminds me more of Phase than it does of Navi's. You know what's what's if this question were a little different, it would have such a crazy answer where it's like, who would if you ignore the best player on the team, who has the strongest yes. next three? I think that's like heroic or something, or maybe yeah, get, it's, I think heroic. that's heroic. Yeah, because then you get not down, but you get refresh, shush, Tessis, sometimes even yeah. Canadian for one of those guys, and it's it's almost indistinguishable. So. Yeah, they all do the work together basically on that team, so. It's definitely an yeah. interesting, uh, like a, a nice little fit in for that. But that's not the question, though. So. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Bill asked, a big worry with ESIC is that they are mostly funded by the TOs. People have offered other solutions with ESIC being funded by betting companies or players themselves. But I feel like they would still have significant interest in keeping conflicts low. Could another option be the viewers themselves? Obviously, this is the least likely possibility. But I feel like this would have the least conflict of interest. The uh, whiplash this question just like <laughs> going from strongest play what's the strongest star yeah. player trio to what about the uh funding of isaac how do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah i would say this i would say this i think it's actually in the saudi investment funds best interest right now like their public public investment fund to to do this because if you're putting so much money into a, a competitive game gaming product you want this to not have any dirt behind it and like get all those skeletons out of the closet and just smash everything. Yes. So this should be up to the, the public investment fund. I don't know I, if you personally. want to smash everything. The problem is you would actually be smashing everything. Though. You'd be smashing Valorant too. You'd be smashing a lot of Valorant. Yeah, that <laughs> is a lot of Valorant. So, well, I guess we'll just have to pack it up, boys. It's time to go watch Team Fortress 2. Uh, the only uh, the only eSport with no matchmaking. <laughs> probably it not probably does true. have some. Yeah, it probably, probably does. Every every game oh. has matchmixing, but like it's just at it's just at what level does it stop, basically? Yeah. So I think boxing. But also is in general, the worst, like, to, for, yeah. for the question itself, like Isik being funded by betting companies or players would be a massive conflict of interest. By the way, um, yeah. Like that just wouldn't really make sense. I guess the I betting angle um, is that the betting companies don't want their bets to be like placed in bad faith, and so it's in their best interest to make sure. Match well, the problem is happen, though, like there's there's like some of the NA match fixing that went on. Betting companies weren't cooperating with investigations either because yeah. like some of the players were underage, which would mean that they would like the companies could be liable, right? Oh, Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So like there's there's a lot of like different avenues that could create issues there as well 
Now, I don't know if they cooperated with Isik or not, but they definitely didn't cooperate with like some journalists who reached out. Well, you know what that okay. means, boys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somebody in chat said Valve should sponsor Isik. I feel like the only people slower than Isik are Valve. So yeah, I don't know about no. that. I mean, if they get if no. they give them the money, then that would be great for the sake of making sure that we have some funding behind them. But they need to actually do something. And at this point, I don't know. I almost see Isik as like a failed startup that's like trying to sell a product, right? And obviously this is very different. But if you take the analogy, like Isik's product is we can clean this place up, but like no question mark so like yeah. you have to show that you can do something like we need a proof of concept and they've already gotten uh capital and they've already had plenty of time so i don't really know what more they would need to, to claim that everything is fair and that they were given a fair shout but we, do, we don't even really know what's going on with them you know so they've just over promised and under delivered on a lot of their investigative like uh, avenues or or what they're actually looking into like with the original na report was like october 2020 or something at this point september or october 2020 so like it's been a while uh and yeah i mean obviously like the fbi is involved now and whatnot so like now they won't comment on it but again it's just left everybody in a limbo like there's teams in valorant who have just picked up match fixers and it's like entire like alleged match fixers and it's like all entirely okay and nobody's like nobody cares anymore and at this point like when the report comes out if it comes out it'll be like two to three years after the fact these teams will just be like oh they've like served their time even though nothing would have happened that will be the ultimate so slap I don't in the face know. if it's like it, it, it uh, was I a do, three I year ban that... and here's three years later telling uh, announcing the ban <laughs> fuck you no I still just can't see, like if, if those bans do come out on people I still just can't see Riot just being like oh we don't care like I, I don't think that they would do that yeah I just like there's some things with Riot that I like obviously there's a lot of things with Riot that I don't fucking like um but like in terms of like how Riot operates, I just can't see them like turning a blind eye to that. They they wouldn't. They care too much about PR over there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. For them, okay. yeah, it's like the whole thing is like a marketing thing, right? So for them, it's like it's not worth to just let these players keep playing. Right, right. Yeah. If it gets out there, then it just kind of taints their whole esport. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think we we've got enough on that one. I mean, well, did we have a real? I mean. Oh, well, the could, question could actually be... asked, should players, yeah. should like the viewers or whatever. Fund yeah, I don't. Or... Okay. Yeah. I want to answer that. Could another option be the viewers themselves? I don't really know how the viewers would pay for this. Like, unless stickers, we start going dude, pay per oh view God. model or something that siphons funds. Wait, into this, this, like, listen, yeah. this is what you do. You have Glay versus Cadian on oh. pay per view <laughs> and all the funding goes to Isik. All proceeds. <laughs> there go to you Isik. go. Yeah. There you I go. don't even think Cadian and Glaive want this. <laughs> I don't even think they would. I mean, they would. They would. They would fight, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't actually like want the proceeds to go there. They <laughs> probably the want. Cadian's like, wait, Isik. Why? Where do I know that name before? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Cadian, right before he goes out, he's like, wait, it's for the, it's for what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, they're gonna do more research in the stuff back in and the then, day. Okay. Then Isik opens okay. up investigation on match fixing between Cadian and Blame F. <laughs> Cage match. Oh my god. Okay, we have to move on from that. That's just too. That's fucking match gets fixed. Okay. All right. Next slide. Next slide. Nick. Next question. Nick Digi asks, and this is the final question: How far can changing a coach alone elevate a team in the rankings? 
Uh, could a team at the bottom of top 20 crack top 10 with the right coach change? Could they go further? When he says bottom of top 20, does he mean like 20th to 10th? Because I feel like that literally yeah, is like around the 20 range. So I'm just looking at like OG, Skade, Heat, complexity. Probably like 18 to the 30, 18 to like 25 range, probably. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, no, but I, I was thinking about this question earlier when I read it. And to me, the answer is like, I don't know. It just really fucking depends on the team. Yeah. Like, you, you, if you gave me like OG right now, right? Like, there, there's like, that's like a team that I think has like a lot of potential to grow and like get to like the top 10. Uh, they have like a lot of. They have like Flames, uh, like a good star tree, and like Flames, Montu, and Valde, right? And they're kind of new, they're called Nexa. Even like a team like Skade almost feels like more doable than, you know, like a team that has like a pretty good amount of skill just from like the times that I've played them. Uh, like a lot of skill. They're just like a really tough team to play mechanically, but like a team like Heat, where like I feel like they just played like really solid CS already, and like there wasn't like a ton of room to like improve on that. You probably are like pretty limited in terms of what you can do as a coach. So yeah, I don't know. It just depends on the team and like what they need, what the direction is. But generally, I'd say like most of the time in this game, probably not, just because you yeah. can't have the consistent impact in game as a coach. Also, like you need the base level of talent to be able to get to like a top ten level. It's yeah. just really difficult to just have a coach sort of do that. It's interesting, though, because we might actually get a proper answer to this question because MIBR did just change bit ahead of this RMR run. So, and I think they were ranked like 28th before. So, okay, so like, if so they wait, come into say... this major and actually play well, then I don't know, maybe we get a proof of concept there, but I still don't think that they'll crack top 10 with this roster. Yeah, it's, it's also weird because you're asking about like, the question's talking about rankings, and I assume they're referring to like the HLTV world rankings, but it's also like, those don't always actually reflect how a prospective head-to-head matchup between all of those yes. teams would go, right? So it's like based in part like how many tournaments have you played recently for points and all that. So, uh, but I'm not sure which point of the question we're supposed to answer. But I do think that the MIBR thought experiment is tantalizing, and so if they do well at this major, it could be big. Yeah. What were you going to ask, Alex? Um. So with the bit and Mac thing, so like if I'm if I understand this part correctly, it was like Mac was the coach. And then Bit got brought in, right, like more recently, but they're kind of like dual coaching right now. Like, but one is like the strategic coach and one is the head coach or something, I think. Yeah. Something like that. A couple of teams are doing it like that too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just curious about the specifics. I think strategic co- coach is just like another assistant coach name, basically. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, just how I feel about it. Shit. Let, me, yeah. let me see the what it's. Oh, they, they put Bit as the official coach. Yes. As yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Thing. Of the second of this this month. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see right there. I guess, like, EG had a nice bump up when they got Zeus as the coach. But, like, brief. It was just really short-lived. So Yeah, they I, had, like, a they had like a little resurgence. They yeah. fell off with chat, and then Zeus came in, and they had, like, a good run in NA. And then yeah. they kind of just ended up falling off again. Yeah, so I don't... I think it can, like, kind of almost give you like if, if one guy comes in and he just has a lot of good ideas and people listen to him it could actually probably win you of maybe like let me just throw out a number like four bo3s in in a one month span which can in turn boost your rank by like eight you know so yeah that that, that stuff matters yeah. um, it just really depends on like where the team was at when you're joining like some teams there's still like room to do things and like you can kind of like hit the reset button and kind of get a lot more life out of it some teams should go on and it's just fucking done. Like, there's nothing you can do as a coach to, like, save the team. You know what I mean? So, 
just really depends on the situation and also like how much power you have from the org that you're joining you know like if you're are you the coach coming in like via the org and like you have like all the control and like the players know that like they have to listen to you or they're gonna get cut or like are you just coming in because like the players didn't like their last coach and the players still control everything in which case what can you really fucking do you know what i mean can i interest you in being paid in mushroom nfts <laughs> yeah yeah i'd love i'd love that um that'd be great because honestly i have a lot of money so yes <laughs> uh, what an yeah, joke, jokes on jokes on you for that joke yes. has, like, millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah he's actually very rich very well off <laughs> yeah okay i think that takes us to the point of the show where we can do shout outs are okay so i think who do i always do first is it always pernogo so let's do no no what's your shout out uh you know what i'll shout out hltv because they're sending me to the whole major uh i forgot to shout it out when i was on confirmed but yeah i'll be there for the challenger stage and the main major and then i'll be in dallas as well so if there's any players watching this i'll see you there sick that's cool that's and maui cool. i thought you were the only shameless one here but apparently yeah i know i just plug my own any to that hires me i'll pretty much plug them oh uh, and, and follow me on twitter yeah <laughs> follow note on twitter there, obviously follow, follow note on twitter i think he's i think he's verified and uh he's got great great tweets um mix what's your shout out uh shout out grimman jr for playing well at the rmr that's true true pernogo what's your shout out shout out pgl for the upcoming talent announcement that's it okay all right uh uh shout out all all shout out big because why the hell oh, not? Oh, wow. What a surprise. It starts with a big shout out and it ends with a big shout out. I got, I'll actually, I'm going to turn around. So I got the, let's see, how, let me, let me make sure I got this. Like, I like the squat. Can you guys see this? Uh, stand up, stand up, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, Crimbo jersey right there. Uh, dude's a beast, clutch king. Uh, he, he, okay, so I actually interviewed Crimbo right after. And while we were just kind of walking to the area where we were doing the interview, he kind of just looks at me and he's like, I'm the clutch minister. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I was hell? like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. I, I literally, I freaking loved that. Um, but also, every time I've been in, someone wins like one fucking 1v1. And you're just like, is that Zipnix? Is that the clutch yeah. minister? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a guy with like one HP. <laughs> yeah. So um, shouts out to him. Uh, shouts out to the entire big organization. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be like, and I see James Banks join the chat. I don't know if I'm going to be James Banks Navi levels of shill, but I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to. I'm definitely rooting for him a lot, and that's that's due to in part Crimbo Tapson, uh, also uh, Christian Lens. Yeah, handful of great guys in that org, guys that really did a lot of good actually for the Academy League in other ways behind the scenes too. So yeah, that's my shout out. Um, that's it, guys. Academy be- was oh. like one of the first ones, wasn't it? Huh. Big Academy is like one of the first Academy teams. Pretty sure yeah, yeah, they were yeah, way before, before the league. we play. Yeah, they yeah. they were they had it before the league, so they knew. Uh, Chris, oh, fun fun little fact. Kristen Lenz told me that uh, there's actually this kid that's like like 13 or 12 or some actually like crazy young age that's like basically the modesty of Germany, right? Like he literally <laughs> okay. just streams all the time, and he just or uh, no wait, he, I think he got banned from streaming too actually because he was too young, but he was like abs- literally literally insane insane so uh yeah that's someone to wait for i guess in four years yeah, Hopefully, me the name i'll write a one for the future article so that i can get it in before he becomes famous yeah, yeah i don't think go. he has any any uh matches yet but um yeah that's that's it uh shouts out to the patreon and shouts out to everybody also that donates via the patreon be sure to submit your questions we'll get more episodes back in it was 
there's a there was a long break, but I'm glad I'm glad the viewership was pretty good today. Hopefully it's good on the YouTube too. Peace guys, that's gonna be it.